This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. Tonight, it's episode 291, and we are taking another trip to my very curious curio shop. Yes, my very curious curio shop is open again, which can only mean one thing and one thing only, but it could mean two things, but today it only means one thing. You are getting a full episode of... Of Damn You, Uncle Lewis, the Patreon-exclusive series where we cover Friday the 13th, the series. Yeah, in this episode, we're looking at Season 1, Episode 6, The Great Montaro, guest-starring the Canadian Scream Queen, Leslie Donaldson. How about them apples? Gee, Patrick, those are some fucking amazing apples. I agree totally. But you know what? Before we go any further, please, please, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and every month, twice a month, I am your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But you my friend, are going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. <laughs> my evil laughter. <laughs> okay, it started evil and then went somewhere else, but that's not the point right now. All right, so greetings from the epicenter. Actually, the epicenter of the epicenter. Yep, hi, everybody from New York City, from Queens, New York, from the Jackson Heights area, which is the hot spot for things to be. But you know what? We're not talking about that here today, at least not now, because we're all very well aware of the global situation that's going on right now, right? Of course, right. Who's tired of hearing about it? I'm raising my hand if you can't see me. Yeah, we need to talk about it and we need to learn things. We need to know what's going on. But at the same time, we need some goddamn escape too. And that's what I'm here to provide. Oh, yeah. So this was not initially the episode that I had planned. Uh, I was supposed to have a guest on to talk about a movie. But he called in two days ago and said that he had, he, well, he had to cancel for personal reasons. And that's cool. So I was... And a little bit of a panic to slap something together. And I said, wait a minute. I can release some exclusive Patreon material. Stuff that's only for my patrons. They'll forgive me. Right? Right? Patrons? You, you, oh, good. They forgave me. All right. So that's cool. So that's what we're going to do. But before we do, I do have a very special guest who's sitting right next to me on the couch here. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Smoochie Boom Boom LaRue. Smoochie Boom Boom LaRue has nothing to say today, but since she's here, I'll speak for her because it's time for another edition of Bum Bum Smoochie Watchie at it What's going on with that cat? Well, something pretty cool happened with Miss Smoochie. Last night, she hopped up into bed with me. I hear the wave of crushing silence that just went through the audience out there going, big deal. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Miss Thing has gotten so fat that for the past few months, she has been unable to haul her gigantic carcass up onto the mattress by herself. She'll go, meow, 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 and have to come down and f- pick this rotund little creature up because she can't do it her own self. But 
She did it on her own last night, which means that her new low-calorie food is working. At least somebody's losing weight these days. Am I right? Of course I'm right. I'm always right. So that is what's going on with her. Miss Things getting skinny, the rest of us getting fat. Topsy-turvy world. Oh, well. But uh, thank you for those of you who have been checking in with me because I haven't been posting videos on Facebook Live this week. I am okay. I'm fine. The reason I haven't been doing that is because I've been sick. Not sick sick, but I've had a sinus infection. And I've, ha I've had it, like, since, what is it, day 34 of my confinement here today? And day 34, I knew about, it like, day three. I said, oh, great. I have another one of my sinus infections. It's only going to be two weeks. I can ride this out. But I finally got a virtual appointment with my doctor, got some antibiotics, and I finally got some sleep. I haven't been sleeping at all. Like I can sleep for like an hour at a time, and then I'm up again. So I've been exhausted. So I got the antibiotics today. I slept on a nose strip that I picked up, and I slept the fuck out all afternoon. So Patrick's here, and he's ready to party with you. Also, thank you for everybody who came to the uh, Doug Shapiro double feature on Saturday. That was a ton of fun. That's a ton of fun. And, and I'm trying to get this out as soon as I possibly can to you. We're doing another special screening as we do every Saturday. This week, it's just a single feature and it's going to be Toxic Avenger, the musical. Evil Dead ain't the only horror musical in the game, y'all. Toxic Avenger, the musical actually has fantastic music. It was written by one of the guys who's, he's written, it's written by a Bon Jovi. So the music actually rocks. And it's super funny. You'll have a great time. And you can come join me there by going to bit.ly slash SQ social. Bit.ly slash SQ social. And that's the link that you'll be able to use for all the upcoming events. I'm going to try to make every other Wednesday night a game night. And also uh, Sunday social sessions. Again, those fell off this week. And last week as well, because I was not feeling well. But I'll be bringing them back next week. I promise. And to do all those things bit.ly slash SQ social. And we're doing all this through this app called Cast, K-A-S-T, which is fantastic. Now, you don't have to download it, which you can do by going to cast.gg. Apparently, that's a new thing now. GG is a thing. Domain thing. I don't know, whatever. But I don't know. I don't speak tech. I'm not Mr. Brad. Thank you. You can, go to, you can download it there. It's free. It's fantastic. They've been using it over at the podcast under the stairs, Duncan and those guys. But the people who download the app get better connections than the people who are just streaming through the service. Those people tend to get some lag. But in order to do anything, you need to send me a friend request. So if you want to come to any of these social events, just do it now. Just, just do it now. Just do send me a friend request right now, bit.ly slash sqsocial. Once you get approved, that's your link to get into all future Scream Queens virtual events. So get on that shit now, y'all. So I'm actually very excited to share this episode, Damn You Uncle Lewis, with you, of course, which is, of course, co-hosted by my fabulous fellow shopkeepers, Trey Dean and Maya Murphy, because this was the first episode where they started to give a shit. This was the one that clearly they got picked up. They brought in a big Canadian guest star because at this point, Leslie Donaldson had been nominated for the Canadian Academy Award. We're going to talk about that in the show. So don't worry about that. So there's big stakes in this one. So people are actually acting and committed to things. And even if the episode doesn't make any sense, it still works. And if you don't know the episode, The Great Montaro, if you don't remember it, it's been a thousand years since you've seen Friday the 13th, the series. Fortunately, this one is available on YouTube. So maybe, maybe before you listen to the rest of the episode, stop what you're doing. Go watch that over there. It's only like 45 minutes. YouTube, it's in the link down there. The Great Montaro with his murderous doings at a magic convention. Yeah. They got black magic to do just for you. They got murderous games to play. Did you think I was going to let an episode go without dosing you with a show tune? Well, you thought wrong. But that's okay. I'm done now because it is time for us to take a little mosey over 
to my very curious curio shop and find out what dreadful thing Uncle Lewis has inflicted upon us this week. As I present to you, damn you, Uncle Lewis! Ah! Oh, hello, come in, come in, come in, do come in out of the terrible weather. Oh, welcome, welcome to my very curious curio shop. Although I hate to inform you, the shop is closed for tonight because there's a, well, it's a rather special evening. It's our monthly meeting of sorts. So unless you're here for the meeting, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. The nature of the meeting, you ask? Well... Let me put it to you this way. Sometimes Uncle Lewis does dreadful things. Welcome to Damn You, Uncle Lewis, the Friday the 13th the series retrospective podcast. And as always, I am joined by my fabulous fellow shopkeepers, Trey Dean and Maya Murphy. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. Hey, you guys, guess what? 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 The show was prophetic. Remember last Prophetic time? How? Remember last time? The last thing Jack said was like, be careful. In two weeks, it's Friday the 13th. And where are we now? It, is it's it Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Now. Did we check the calendar in the episode? Yeah. Well, it's Friday the oh, 13th. I it. This air, the show's coming out on Friday the 13th this Friday. So now. Hey, it's Friday <laughs> the 13th. Yeah, so happy Friday I'm the 13th, everybody. Yay! And by the way, the show is being protected by, uh, by, by by Sprinkles the Bat Cat. Oh, yeah, the epi- the, the, yeah, they don't know what we're talking about. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, so here we are. The episode that we are talking about today is called The Great Mercurio. The Great Montaro. <laughs> the Great Montaro. Montero. Montero. Oh, I'm sorry, it gets really hard because everybody's a magician in this episode, and all the magician names are like the adjective name. Oh, everything is the kind of basic as fuck. The colonialist <laughs> white guy. The coffin of blood. The pendulum of death. <laughs> Coffins the aren't watertight. That's a terrible Lucindo. place to keep your blood. <laughs> One of my notes is basic ass names. Oh, I wrote Alec Alan Rickman Emotep, but we can talk about that in a moment. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> so one of the other things that's exciting about this, I was just telling Maya about this, that in this episode, we have this episode, no, this not epi- another this episode. episode. This one right here. This one right here. Maya got ahead of herself. So <laughs> she watched the wrong one. But we're all caught up now. But anyway, this episode is double dose this weekend. An Academy Award Best Actress nominee. Who? She has the best evil well, cackle in oh, the episode, actually, and there are a actually, few this episode. That's not entirely true. She's the uh, Canadian Academy Award Best Actress nominee, the Genie Award. Okay, yeah. for what movie? For for Funeral Home, Leslie Donaldson. Ah, yeah, yeah, Canadian Scream Queen Leslie Donaldson classes this one up. But yeah, yeah, the uh, as a yeah. as a Brian Norton frequent guest of the show and horror expert. Point out, especially with Canadian stuff, he's like, you know, that the Canadian Academy Awards, the Genie Awards, really loosey goosey. Like Jamie Lee Curtis was nominated for Prom Night. Prom Night was up for Best Picture. What? Yep. Okay. Kind of takes the shine off that award. 
A little bit. I think it's bit. just for Canadian made films. Okay. They got to take where they There's can those feet again. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was going to wait five minutes until I said something. That's all I, I figured you'll be able to see it. I was like, I don't care. I'm getting comfortable. I don't know. It's like, every time we do these, like, <laughs> Trace plays out. He's got his feet over his head. Like, do it. Not, not like that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> It's like it's like a 1980s girl sleepover movie where they, they turn their head in their hands on the end of the bed. How would you say climbing over Rocky Mountain feet? And that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> They're climbing over Rocky Mountains. They don't take their shoes off nope. until they take, paddle. Let us take off our shoes. Ooh, and stockings. Ooh, and and stockings. And yep. paddle. Yes, I'm Ben Isabel. Don't you Pirates of Penzance me? <laughs> this is the Pirates of Penzance cast. No, it's not. No, we're talking about Friday the 13th series. We're talking about Kate Montero. <laughs> Trey Dean, give me the basic plot of this. What's going on here? Oh, they find out that there's some killings in a magician's contest tied into a box. And so they go undercover yet again to find out what's going on. I don't know what the fuck happened in half this episode. A lot of people die. There's a pointy box of stabby things. <laughs> and people are, are really sort of half introduced and then killed off and we're supposed to know who they are. There's just a lot of... Really fast. It's, oh, here's that character we met for five seconds. They're dead oh. now. Also, they were probably trans. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. There's... Yeah. That has some twists and turns. Yes, there are some there genuine are some twists. There are at least three twists in this that I did not see coming. And this is where I figured out this show is a supernatural Charlie's Angels. They have to go undercover. Jack is Bosley. And they just have to pretend to be someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But when we get there, I got notes. Yeah, so we open at a notes. magic show. Yes. Backstage yes. at a for magic the, for show. For the great fun for team. Mm-hmm. And I just love that he is using Fatima all of Satan's power that he's getting from this box to play to sold out crowds of 10. Yeah. Yeah, like you make a deal with the devil, get a bigger reward, get bro. A bigger Read that hey, what the hell? <laughs> this whole thing looks like a shot backstage at a high school drama club. It looked a lot like our backstage for our Rockstar episode, mm. our, our little teapot. Lady Dye, yeah. Sarah. Lady Dye. Lady Dye. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this guy's using this magic box to make, get able to make his magic trick real, where he gets impaled with nine swords. Yeah, it's he a really has specific to feed- curse. This this yeah. granite looking box live victims so that when he does the deadly trick on stage, the deadly trick doesn't kill him. So there's this like give a life, save a life exchange yes, program yes, going yes, on. Yes, yes. And this is why we also open the show with him roofing yeah. the woman backstage to get her in the killer box. Like we open with some really icky stuff this episode. Well, this is where like the cursed items usually were pretty mundane items, and this is not a normal household this item. This is complex, and they're large. They're difficult to transport. Yeah, it's like you like, couldn't put that on the shelf in the store. You had to go to like no, no. no. And you're not going to put that in the vault when you're done with it. You have two giant props. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh-huh. I, yeah, the show does the episode just open with him roofing his his latest victim. 
And he has his assistant. But what I just want to say, I always love this in oh. shows because it's always the person takes like a half sip of the drink and they're out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Rufies are like that. Well, she makes a weird face like, ah. Uh... Yeah, she dramatically leans over the back of her chair as if that's what passing out would result in. Like she still has the muscle control to remain sitting up, but now her head's tilted back and someone knocks on his stage door and he's like, don't you ever come back here. I'm hiding this roofie. Well, this, this particular actress didn't really seem committed to the role. She seemed to be more about looking pretty. Yeah. Even when she was screaming in the box, she was like, ah, ah, oh no. Oh, uh. That's my hair. I'm going to be a star now, right? No, no, Nope. Nope. Yes. Yes. She lives on in our so, podcast. So meanwhile, on stage, he's doing, I forget what it's called at this point. It's not the Collagen of Blood. I don't know. Not the Collagen of Blood, whatever he calls it. I wrote Cabinet, Cabinet of, Doom. of Doom. Basic ass name. Basic. Which could yep, also basic. be like another Marvel Comics <laughs> spin off of the, the Legion of I Doom. I read that. <laughs> <laughs> Cabinet of Doom. They all wear suits and like sit down and they, they delegate. I got my attache case. Ping, 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 ping. <laughs> <laughs> and the cabinet of doom is basically a coffin that he climbs in and there's a lid that that pulls up with nine gigantic swords on it yes. maya nine of swords it's we're like, like we were, we're just, just talking about the nine about of swords that. we have nine swords in this thing and it, we it's were. bad news and when you pull the trigger it swings down and should pierce him through the body a whole lot but it doesn't it kills the girl in the box. Yes. And the blood runs out in like nine different rivulets, which wouldn't really happen. <laughs> Are you talking viscosity physics? Are you talking logic? On this show? Sorry. Do you know how I want to talk about the assistant for a minute. Because he looks like Remember the movie Sleepaway Camp where the cop has to have like a fake mustache oh, on the looks mean, like You mean the cop who lips? at one point at the end of the movie literally has a piece of black electrical tape across his lip because he yes. had shaved for another movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This guy looked like when they want to take a woman and make her look like a man, that's what this guy looked like. He had very nice cheekbones, good bone structure. I didn't get it. I didn't get it because I was also going, he's kind of my type, nerdy guy with glasses. Yeah. So I was all afraid. And a turban. And a turban. You like the turban? You know that? Yeah, but then when it got close up, I'm like, mm-hmm. the basic outline was uh, the basic template was working, but <laughs> the formatting was all off. The details were, uh, but yeah, he's doing this trick for like ten people, <laughs> <laughs> and he's the greatest magician that's alive right now. Oh boy. Well, everyone acts like this is such an amazing trick, and it's no more amazing than any other trick you see. None of the tricks in this are good. No, 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 no. That is there that are no hundred thousand dollars tricks in this. We'll, we'll get to that. They did not hire any real magicians to be in this no, episode but it's to fine. impress. It's us. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, we, 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 suspension of disbelief. Fine. It's the greatest trick that's ever happened ever. And I love that he's offering like fifty thousand dollars ever to anyone who could do the trick. Oh yeah. But two people have died. I'm like, so, okay. So. Oh, that's my favorite magician patter, though. When they take it dead ass serious, they're like, this is so dangerous. I'm like, it's not dangerous. You built in fail safes. Magic is never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. never the only that's thing that I think was dangerous like for that. was for the little pillow man. 
And then I guess I have to keep on putting different shirts on them or something because you can only use it once. I think they had different sawdust pillow men. They had all the individual stabbings in them each time. And they shake and be like, look at all the individual stabbings. Look at all the sawdust falling out. Look at my floppy neck. (laughs) (laughs) Stab you nine times and it broke your neck and it dissolved your neck. (laughs) But just the trick goes, the woman dies. But in the first twist of the film, the great Fatima winds up getting killed by his own box. And we don't know who's killed him. A shadowy, a shadowy figure, figure has killed him. And here's what I loved is that he's sitting over the box, cleaning it. And the guy comes to like, you know, release the, the lever that will kill him. And he's like, no, don't. I'm going to sit here. No, don't, don't. I'm not going to move. <laughs> no, please don't. I'm still not going to move. And then they get pulled. Oh, if only I moved out of the way of this easily hey, preventable hey, death. If, if Charlene <laughs> Theron fell for that one. <laughs> In Leviathan? Come on, the big giant spaceship was rolling towards her. All she had to do was step left or step oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, I missed that one. Prometheus. Prometheus, thank you, Prometheus. Yeah, Alien, I knew it was Prometheus. something yeah. big and Greeky sounding. Yeah, Greek-y. she's running and a giant spaceship falls on her. She could have just like dodged to the left or the right. Oh, I skipped Prometheus. I watched the next one where there's wheat <sighs> on the planet. Let's not get started on that Ooh, little movie. Aliens. Uh, <laughs> oh, I want. So my now we're <laughs> off to Curious Goods. Uh, yes, and Jack is all for. Cl- and the news is like three months uh, yeah, old, that's... right? Jack is. He's like, ah, oh, breaking news. Three months ago, a magician I, died. He's reading a newspaper. I He's reading a book. He's not reading a newspaper. Oh, okay. I guess yeah, I was paying attention. Well, no, I Okay, he's reading a book. It says yeah. that this guy died in this tragic accident. Say, oh, ago. it's terrible. He was the world's greatest magician, had the world's greatest trick. Okay, Ken. Oh, and then we learn his real name was not Fatim the Magnificent. It was Harry Rinkwald. And then the kids are like, wait, I know that name from the book. We studied the cursed book. book. I think they must have memorized this book. Oh, and we see Mickey hair. We got Mickey hair. Yes. This whole episode had quality Mickey hair. Yes. Yes, cheese. I also like that back back in the other and the other at the first show, the assistant comes in at one point. The assistant comes in to interrupt the roofing, roofing. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, the amazing gold farb canceled, so we have to go on now. The amazing gold farb. <laughs> the best magical accountant in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I make your taxes disappear. Uh huh. Yes, his uh, name. His name was Harvey. And yeah, Fatim's real name was Harvey Ringwald from the Bronx. And Mickey's like, I remember that name. Didn't his niece get fired from the first season of Facts of Life and then go on to star in a bunch of John Hughes movies? Stop you! That's that's the secret power. I kill people with the box, and my niece gets a, gets a, gets to be a part of the Brat Pack. <laughs> But when I look, Jack's describing, he's like, his famous trick. Cabinet of Doom, the Cabinet, Cabinet of Doom. Doom. And then he comes, the, the swords come, and they stab you through. And Mackie goes, oh, that's disgusting. I'm eating. But she's also dusting while she's eating a sandwich. <laughs> dusting and eating. And her dusting. And she's like, like touching the duster on the thing and just like barely moving it. It's. I cleaned. Look. Yeah. This is me cleaning. I've got prop work. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody notice Ryan's t-shirt? 
Yes, Illinois. Because State. we're in America, not Canada. <laughs> we need to do that. Uh, we need to do that every episode. Find the American reference. Uh-huh. That's he a good the whole game. Show. I'm up for that. He the whole show. <laughs> and also, this is when I thought of something. I was like, these guys are real passive in finding out stuff from the vault because they wait to hear about people dying. They're just going to hang yeah. around and like wait for the deaths to come in. That would be the simplest way, right? Because right? It's not like they don't have the register with the right. names and addresses exactly. of everybody who bought everything. No. But how are they to know that he is now going by the great mm. Fatim? The guy went for someone mm. to die. I also love to, in this, this particular instance, it's like, it's like, and it was sold to Harvey Ringwald from the Bronx. Wait, there's a note that explains the entire curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the writing in this was pretty lazy. Pretty lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's a but this box is actually the Houdin box or the Houdin box, depending on who's pronouncing it. Once belonged to the great French magician Houdin, Houdin, who. That's some good writing yeah. right there. I wonder. Well, actually, Harry Houdini name. ripped off his name from the great Houdin. Yeah, real person. Stop. Oh, real person. No, History. Because he was over Fine. in France, and Harry Houdini was like, he's in France, comment. no one's heard of him, I'll just change my name. Make it really close. Wow, this is like <laughs> Doctor Who, when they give you actual historical information. They actually got something right there. Um, yeah. I don't do research. Well, what else goes on there? Oh, so no, what's going on? There is a magic competition happening at the... Well, f- well first of all, they have to talk wait, to wait. the assistant. Yeah, the gang goes to go talk to the the assistant. Well, of course, there's no help. Uh, no one's saying, ever hey, any help in these. We learned about this murder box, and he's like, "I don't know where it is. All his stuff has been auctioned off, and for what it's worth, I should have I been have the headliner." Get the hell out of here! Get you out of my, my store. <laughs> and and Ryan is wearing a big poofy denim jacket with a shirt and a tie. Actually, they were both poofy in this he shape. Is. They're, they're both equally poofy. It was almost matching yes. poofy jackets. But I just liked a shirt and a skinny tie and a denim jacket over it. That was a look. Yeah. That was a yeah. look. Uh, but then the, the kids leave the store and then the assistant calls someone else yeah. being like, hey, people are looking for the murder box. We'll have to lose them. So we're thinking, okay, this is our first red herring. We're thinking, okay, this is the guy who killed. Yeah. Yeah, he's a killer. Fatigue. It makes sense. He's the assistant. He was jealous. Sure. Why not? Right. He's creepy looking. Yeah, he looks dodgy. Yeah, he acts dodgy. But since it's all he's about magic, Jack's like, dodgy. well, I know. Let's go to the Temple of Magic. This, But they have to go in there. And hang out with all my old magic buddies. Club, which I get. They're, 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 they're ripping off the magic castle in L.A. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it just so happens they're having a competition. In a high school yeah, auditorium. High school auditorium. <laughs> and the Top prize is a hundred thousand dollars in the eighties. Where does a secret club get that kind of oh, money? And you also get membership into like the gold star. Magician you also club. get into the uh, mm-hmm. magic so you can see shitty circle. shows like this in a high school auditorium too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and they have a stage with multiple people performing all at once. Oh, they're all performing at the same time. They're all touching each other's props. Like, where is and your stage no manager? Cameras. Anywhere at no point do you see a television camera anywhere. That's right. It's supposed to be being shot on being broadcast on TV, and there's no TV camera covering this anywhere. Yeah, we're on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet you are. 
I also, it's one of my pet peeves when like stage shows in the context of a TV show use film language. So multiple times the guy running the magic contest says, I told you this is a closed set. Like, no, it's not a TV set. Shut up. Yeah. It's not what the word means. We get we get a couple of Jack is gay things in this episode. One of them happens here. Oh, I want to. Oh, yeah. I have something I want to talk about. It just because a about running, that. Running, running this whole show is Jack's old friend, whose name we never get. Old Magic Castle guy. Well, yeah, but the first thing he says is Jack. And you he, look goes, good. And he goes, yeah, you too. Not bad for an old man. <laughs> <laughs> I Birdie is long gone by this. Point. I prefer chicken, but. Birdie's been gone for so long. Poor Birdie. Poor one out for Birdie. <laughs> yeah, poor Birdie. Yeah, so like, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. There you go, Jack. Uh, yeah, not bad for an old man. <laughs> he just wanted an excuse So we to find that this friend. competition is going on. The prize is $100,000, and none of these acts are $100,000. It's all basic magic shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we see a family being creepy and a father is yelling at a daughter yep. and we're like, oh, we feel bad for her. He's, I don't know. Ever since your mother died, you've been nothing but horrible to the great Montaro for I, the great Montaro, only talk about myself in the third person and use my full title every time, <laughs> even when I'm not on stage. His wife died. He's clinging to one thing that makes him happy. Leave him alone. Which is yelling at his daughter. <laughs> Okay, no, he's not always dressed like a magician. In the third act of the TV show, he's dressed like a Greek Orthodox oh, okay. priest. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> it was what we had in costumes, okay? It's all we had in wardrobe. Oh, there's a lot of that going on this episode. There's a lot of that going in on this episode. Uh, so then we see the great Montaro has a trick that has very similar decorations to a the Cabinet of, of Doom. It is painted a... The coffin of blood is now painted red, where it was previously yeah. a stylish green. No one will notice it now. Nope. Ha ha! This world famous trick, you know, no one's gonna know. Well, this one's this yeah, one's red. Oh, you're right. There She's you got go. a new hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting that. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're we decide we're gonna go undercover, and Jack is gonna and, enter and, the and magic competition. All these angels. Mickey and Ryan are going to be his assistants and we walk in on Jack playing with a noose and starting to choke himself out. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, don't choke yourself, Jack. Bad no. gay uncle. No. <laughs> the other guy's supposed to choke you. <laughs> right? Like, get a buddy. Right, have we learned nothing from the next test? Have we learned nothing from David Carradine? Oh, exactly. Get uh, a spotter. Nope. Well, he does have have Ryan there as a spotter with a, a stopwatch. Yeah, because Jack's so. going to pull out one of his old tricks. The stopwatch is not the yeah, issue Jack's, here. Jack's pulling out one of his old tricks to enter the competition, even though he's already a member of the society. And, like, <laughs> and I guess it's like a few days before it starts and they're still taking people coming in. Whatever. Or they're making a special exception for Jack and his history with the guy uh -huh. who runs the competition. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, the guy wants to see his pendulum swing. Swinging pendulum of death. You are trying to get me to spit on this podcast. I'm not going to let you win. Yeah, Jack's well. Jack's big trick was the pendulum so Jack of has death. Like a, yeah, and he has a, like a hidden key in a straitjacket that he uses to get himself out of it. Which 
So he's wrapped in a straitjacket, wrapped in chains, hanging upside down from his feet, and then the rope that's attached to his feet is set on fire. And underneath, him is bed of and underneath him is a bed of nails. Bed of nails, which if you've studied physics at all, you know that a bed of nails isn't going to stab you because it evenly Well, it was spikes. It was spikes. Yeah. Spikes. Oh, well, there you go. But Same still, difference. But he has you fallen on it? No. Okay. Yes. Yes, and if you fall in one specific point, like if you land butt first, you'll stab your butt. But if you land like a plank, it's going to evenly distribute your weight. Let's not test that out. You are no fun. <laughs> let's get let's get one of the listeners to test it out for us. <laughs> well, and also on this stage, they focus real quickly on a guy and a girl doing some trick. And the woman looks like a gypsy with a big dark wig. Miranda. Yes. And they kind of what? Miranda. Oh. Miranda. Well, they never give them names. I mean, they're off in the background and then like they focus on for a few seconds and that's it. And that's it. And then I was like, did I miss that? Were these named characters we spoke to? And nope. I missed it. Nope. No. So at some point we see, I thought it was the daughter, Lila, slip a note. I also thought it was the daughter. Doing okay, the hoops? Good. No, no, no. When uh, we see that woman doing the hoops, walk down a hallway and slide an envelope under a door, oh. I thought that was Lila doing that. No, I knew it was the same one because I right, knew Right, because when, if you haven't established a character, I'm like, this must when be one of Mar- When we first see Miranda, who's just Miranda, not the great Miranda, not the mediocre Miranda, <laughs> not the Meshuggah Miranda. Miranda. She's doing the, the hoops around the floating body thing, which again, not a $100,000 trick. Yeah. And she's very intense about it. I can and I'm looking that at her going, man, I'd forgotten this about the 80s when women's hair wasn't just like about being Mickey big. It was about being wide. Like that way, her hair is wide. <laughs> it's like it is. seriously yeah. wide it hair. Is. Well, it makes your face look narrow by, by uh, comparison. Even cheekbones. Yeah. And then the, yeah, the, the, the next wide. shot, you see her walking down a hallway and sticking a note under a door. But we've, but we're also introduced to Lila, the meme magician's daughter, who has a very similar haircut and a very similar face. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was well, I thought Lila was Leslie Donaldson. So I knew that wasn't Leslie Donaldson. So. Yeah. But so okay, so yeah, so that happens, and and then we, uh, Mickey and Ryan are getting lunch, and then we see uh, Leslie Donaldson talking to the great Montaro, and he's. Casually discussing blackmail at a lunch like in he did. public. And really loud because he's the great Montaro and I always use my stage voice no matter where I am. I always use my stage voice and they will learn my secret. It's, no, don't yell about that. Right. Stop in, yelling. Inside voice. Yeah, inside. and he leaves, he leaves his daughter Lila and he Mickey voice. has to come over and make friends with her. Yeah. You're like, you look really sad. I am also a sad woman. We're going to have some dialogue and totally nail that Bechdel totally nail the Bechdel test. And, you know, maybe, maybe later, maybe, maybe we should hang out and stuff. You can come to the shop. And she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll- <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Sounds great. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Cause they open up to each other really quickly and just become uh, friends. Cause Mickey has that, that quality about her. Well, you know how women exactly. are. Exactly. Earlier on, we had a two-second introduction to, I don't know, oh, the showrunner, Tommy. Yeah. Who the guy was was like, this is a close set. He's like, it's okay. I volunteered to be the showrunner. Oh, 
that's who it okay. Yeah. Uh, see, but this episode was not great. With here's this character. Remember them. They're gonna do something later. I, I okay. I, I yeah. somehow I tracked all of this. I must be very very in tune with the show. Yeah. Or you saw how many times did you watch it? This is only going on my first twice. time. I'm only basing this on my first time, but okay. So like okay, I'm still track it. And 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 you see, Tommy is always watching Jack. Yeah. Maybe he likes. Well, I'm thinking him. bear on bear action. Well, well, there's Tommy, Tommy was a bigger boy. Magic, well, they're in a magic room talking magic stuff, and you know it's a magic room because in the background on the wall is like a cardboard cut of like a tie bow-tie. from a suit. giant bow tie. Um, and then like the, the the snaps or the buttons on a tuxedo yep. shirt, just because that screams magician. Yeah. That's what I already. It's in all dressing rooms. Okay, everywhere. And yeah, that's normal. Okay, so it's not in a closet somewhere. That's lame. No, no. The rest, the rest of the the magic, the magic, the rest magic. of the magic castle ripoff place. <laughs> the decor works. You know, they have the oldie timey magic posters everywhere, and there's a kind of everywhere. Yeah, but it it kind of looks higher class. You know, like yeah. when you're in the hallways and stuff, and like backstage looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But you get to the dressing rooms, and I'm like, oh no. No, <laughs> no, no card no. cardboard bow tie on the wall. No, <laughs> no cookie for you locations and props. Mm. Well, there's mm-hmm. like this totally needless scene. Well, part of it's needless where Jack's scurrying around in the basement area, the prop room, and he sees the great Montero show up. So he hides in the box and then Ryan follows Montero and Ryan and Montero have a conversation and it implies that Jack's or that Ryan's going to accident. Like, so one because Ryan and Jack is in the first coffin. of all. First of all, they're backstage. <laughs> Jack is investigating to make sure that the coffin of blood is indeed the Houdin box. Apparently, the way you do that is measuring the depth of the stabby hole. <laughs> oh yeah, he comes in with a tape measure, sticking it in the stabby holes, going, "My God, it is the magic stab box." <laughs> That's prop work again. But again, here's my thing. thing. That thing was backstage with everybody else's props locked and loaded in the kill position. Not closed safely. There was no reason for that thing to be open, ready to kill people. It was open. Where is your stage manager? I reiterate. I'm getting OSHA in on this shit. Come on now. That is insane. You would never that would never be allowed. But, well, and then Jack Genius that he is hides in the death box, doesn't try to scurry away as we've seen him do before. He goes, I know, I'll come yeah. in here. So then Ryan follows Montero there and they have a big dialogue, which and then while Ryan's talking, he puts his hand on the lever, which drops the swords. Which the great Montero think, doesn't be like, hey, don't touch that. <laughs> nope. And Jack's freaking out because, you know, he actually may be killed by Ryan. Yeah, God damn it, Ryan! You dumb dumb. What are you You're doing? So close, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> but Montero was like, "You're following me. Why are you following me?" And Ryan's like, "Can I have your autograph?" <laughs> Ryan's such a dipshit. Well, it was a good save. It was a good save. <laughs> but you're right. The scene didn't go. It was just some some needless suspense. Well, you could have had it with just Ryan and Montero. There was no need for Jack to be in there because he doesn't find anything out other than with the tape I'm sorry. measure. I'm sorry. I needed a Jack in the box. <laughs> Home. <laughs> there you go. I I needed a jack in the box. I needed a jack in the closet, but we're not there yet. 
I don't think Jack's that much in the closet. We're almost there. No, no, not successfully. Well, it comes up later. It comes up later. I think it's right about now because nope. it's time. Like everybody's, I, none of this makes sense because they're auditioning everybody like thirty seconds before the actual airing of the show. Where only like a couple of the act, like the acts that pass the audition, get to go on the TV show. And so Jack is going to be doing his Pendulum of Death. Yes. And we get to see Mickey in her magician assistant oh. costume. <laughs> oh. Okay, no. Oh. She's like in her utmost self dressed as a magician's assistant. And she has these awful green disco uh, ball I believe earrings. Trey, Trey, oh, Trey yeah. disagrees. Based on his screen name right now, I believe they are great disco oh. earrings. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, no. Trey, did you mean great like they're fabulous or great like the great comic? That was my, my magician's name. I'm the great disco earring. Oh, I see that. Oh, it was styrofoam covered in glitter. Had no, the rest of her costume is just like a cocktail outfit. Like a cocktail. Yeah, it's it's something that they pulled out a wardrobe and they went, this is sparkly you know enough. Right? the best magician's assistant costume I saw in this episode. Uh, yeah, exactly. Everyone's no. There was another one. There was one magician's costume, <laughs> magician's assistant costume later that we only saw from the back, and some extra's butt is totally hanging. Well, out it was of a lot better time. than Lila's pink mother of the bride gown that we see. Later. <laughs> oh my god, oh. that was the worst outfit. She looked like working, like she was in the movie Working Girl. She was like twenty five, going oh. on fifty in that outfit. It was so, so good. bad. Was so Shoulder pads. Good. Well, because you can't upstage Mickey. Nope. Can't stage make it because I mean the thing, she looks ridiculous. Mickey. She looks like a disco flamingo. But and the balls have no weight, so every time she moves her head, they're just like bouncing around. I just hate it when my balls bounce around in my face. <laughs> not in my ears, man. Not in my ears because then you get they box your ears and bad. <laughs> your ears pop. So Roby is in this uh, magician's assistant outfit because we're we're doing Jack's yeah. act, right? But like we're like, where's Jack? Where's Jack? I don't know where he is. And then this. Hooded, straight jacketed figures is on stage. They go heavier than Jack, <laughs> and doesn't say a word ever. Clearly not Jack. <laughs> and the okay, so they have them on like a plywood oh, board. Oh, oh. Actually, one thing we did forget going books. into this is that previous to this, we see somebody, we see Jack do the act, and we know that the trick is that the oh, key. Yeah to the locks are hidden somewhere in a straitjacket and he has to fish it out and then undo the locks. But we see somebody sneak into the dressing room, take the key. Our shadowy, shadowy figure. figure comes in and files that key down. Yep. That was cool. That so was yeah. cool. so okay. we know that the trick has been tampered with. Right. So they lift Jack up feet, you know, head down with a big Jack air quotes. Jack. I got to make my air quotes audible over the microphone. And they lift Jack. And Mickey's like Sorry. standing on a ladder with a torch or burning the rope. And she's speaking in some like inexplicable kind of British accent being like Welcome to Roby. <laughs> narrating oh and then he will have to escape the blah blah and then this will be on fire and it's like that's not your voice. What are you doing? What is her she's voice? Her voice voice. mutates from sentence to sentence. <laughs> You know that's that's true, but it was like it was extra. It was extra for the but you know it should be extra. Well, it should be extra. She has to be great. And fair enough. And what God means that the platform that the spikes were on looked like it had just been made five minutes ago. Yeah. It was like unpainted. 
Oh, they picked that yeah. shit up at home. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, they just, just decided to do this trick yesterday, so mm-hmm. they had to whip it out. But, but once again, yeah. you're getting $100,000 for a televised trick that it looks like this was like a drama school you production. It's $100,000. It's not where they're there, man. It's not where they're there, man. Okay. It's not about the money, man. It's about the art. It's about the magic. God, I need a haircut. Anyway, um, where were the ball guys? And then the, the rope starts... They're going to hear your hair. No, my hair is trying to emulate Trey right now. It's like, I can be Trey too. No, you can't. Just get down. Get down. (laughs) I can be Trey. Look, I can be Trey. Let's go. Well, so it becomes pretty clear that Jack isn't going to do this in time. The rope's burning forward. No one thinks to take the platform of spikes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone just watches in horror. No one prevents the ghastly death. (laughs) You could just. Take a foot and shove it because it's we on saw wheels. Them wheel it in. Yes. After he was already hoisted up, and like did, did, did they, the last thing they did was wheel in the spikes just before they set the rope on fire. So we know that all you have to do is kick the spikes out of the way, and nobody does. It's like a two foot by two foot platform on wheels that you could just use one foot and push it aside. Throughout this episode, we have people timing people's magic tricks, like when Jack is practicing in the shop. They have the they have the the stopwatch out. The stopwatch is out here, and the stopwatch is out again later. Did anybody notice that the stopwatch is always at twenty five seconds? Yeah, I did notice that. We get <laughs> it from several different angles, from several different positions, with several different camera focuses, and it's always at twenty five seconds. <laughs> Maybe the winder on the stopwatch was broken. That's why Jack died. It's Canadian time. It's Canadian time. Canadian time. Jack, how much time does this normally take? He's like, it normally takes about a minute. And she says, oh, well, you just took a minute and 40 seconds or a minute and 25, depending on what the stopwatch says. <laughs> I don't care, whatever. <laughs> so whatever. So the rope burns through and fake Jack plunges to his death on the spiky spike. And dies. And, and we, drew, we do a dramatic cutaway. Like the scene goes, the screen goes black. And then we open on this skewered body. Now, again, I'm going to argue the physics on this one. Those would have to be like sharp, 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 sharp razors to not just kind of poke little holes at the bottom. Yeah. Like the, the body is all the way skewered, pressed down on this spike board. But, yeah. And there's blood everywhere. It's very grisly, very grisly mm-hmm. for this yeah. show. And lots of extras standing around with horrified face. <gasps> no one actually doing well, anything. They take the mask off. Well, they take the the mask off to reveal it's someone who I don't know who the fuck this person is. That was Tommy, is. the showrunner. Okay. Did he have a the guy, guy that was following Jack around? That had one line of dialogue. Okay. Okay. We saw for like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. I don't know who he yeah, was. Yeah, he was just trying to get in the show. He locked Jack in a closet so he could do the trick. Because Jack finally shows up because they, they're like, we looked everywhere for you. We looked in your bedroom. We looked in the bathroom. We looked in the wine cellar. I was locked in a closet. There's the a wine cellar. cellar. We're going to come Jack back to like, that. Well, I was locked in the closet. I was like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we know, buddy. We know. We're with you, boo. We're waiting. We're waiting. Well, then they're talking about what happened, and he's like, oh, the Great Montero is too obvious. I'm like, what the fuck? No, it's not. It was, but that's the stupidest logic they use. Not too obvious for this TV show. Nope. Nope. They're like, it should be this one person. Ah, nah. So they decide, oh, well, it must be. I don't know why they go and check on Miranda, but Miranda's dead, too. 
Yeah, we go check on Miranda, and Miranda's dead, and they just do this entire scene talking around her hanging dead body. body. But then they take the wig off, and we find out Miranda's a man. Miranda's the assistant, Fatim's assistant from the beginning. So, oh God. Minus the mustache. I don't know what the fuck's going on at this point. And then some dude comes in, freaks out, and runs away, and then they hassle him. Fake Danny Bonaduce. You gotta be low rent if you're a fake dad. If you're the if you're the cut rate, Danny by DJ. <laughs> oh, well, it's Canadian oh, dollars. Right, right. Well, but who would who is this dude? That's the guy. The guy was have on the we phone seen with. him before? He called, but have we seen him before? We haven't seen him before. But it was the guy that he, I just this episode was so confusing. Like I understand the structure, but oh, this character that we implied exists is here now, and I'm like, I don't. And so let it wash over out. your uh, 13th series. People come, people die. <laughs> get so the assistant who looks like a woman dressed like a man is a woman who looks like this. I just. No, see, no, I'm, no, I'm no, they were... it was just Robert. Robert was, Robert was impersonating a female as his magician's act, presumably not to be recognized. Right. As is very terror trained. Yes. Sure. Mm. Which leads to some really fun anti-trans stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the identity was, crisis uh, and a couple was... of screws loose. Yeah, mm. yeah. Don't don't like that. Don't like that. But they were blackmailing Montero because Montero had the box and was using it. Right. Wait, what? Yeah, the secret murder box that you had to feed to make the blood coffin. Yeah, because yeah, they don't know where they, they don't know where the box two is. We know where box one is, but not box two. But then at the when at the very beginning when Fatim is killed, why didn't the assistant get the box? Because that's why he killed him. Is the assistant the one who killed Fatim? No. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. No. God damn this episode. Yeah, this episode's a lot. I felt like I missed like 20 minutes of it, but okay. Yeah. I'm just so much smarter than y'all. Yeah. I yeah, follow it. You. Really you remind us of that constantly. Maybe I've just become horribly accustomed to horribly bad writing and huge plot holes. Yeah. Yeah. Just my, my notes get incomprehensible. This random death is excusable. Now another dead body. I was just very disappointed because okay. in the last episode, when we realized this is going to be about ma- uh, uh, magic and it was going to be the return of the great mad Marshak. I was expecting a lot of Jack Sands. Jack accents. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really we, get him. We did get a quick Jack We got a theater voice, but not really an accent. Jack Sands. I was very sad. Mm-hmm. His name changed four times as well. Yeah. He was the Magnificent Marshak. Yes. He was the Great Mad Marshak. He was the Mad <laughs> Magnificent Marshak. And there was another one, too, but his name kept changing. Yeah. So, despite the fact that there are now two suspiciously dead bodies... At this magician, yeah, no one seems to care. Yeah, no, the bodies are really stacking up this episode, and then somehow we get Mickey and there's talking no police. to Lila, there's and I no don't police. remember how we got there. No police. No one talks. About, there's no police. No one talks about shutting the whole thing no. down. Yeah, like there's been several deaths. Something is going on. Maybe we should nah. stop. Nope. Nah. Nope. They don't mention it. Nope. Nope. The show must go nope. on. Nope. 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 Yeah, I guess and so. they don't even mention the show must go on. It's like no one ever died. Yeah. yeah. So we. This is fine. This is how magic This was is. actually my favorite part. Where Lila 
and, and Mickey have another scene together. And she's like, I have to save Lila. We have to warn her. The thing is, we have to keep Lila from going on because if Marsha, if uh, 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 Montaro doesn't have his assistant, he can't do the trick. He can't do the trick by himself. And we keep Lila from going on because somebody has to pull the lever. That's he can't do it from inside the box. That, so if he doesn't have an assistant, nobody can pull the lever. Then nobody's going to die. That's their logic. Fine. So Mickey does something really smart and decides to oh, tell Lila the wait, truth wait, wait, wait. about what she thinks my favorite part. And, what she and she's telling Lila all this. She's telling Lila, all this. listen, believe me, people are going to die because magic is real. And Lila's like, I don't know. That sounds really crazy. And it comes to a close-up of Mickey's face. And she goes, I'm really serious. You have to believe me. And I'm going, your face is saying, I'm serious. Your outfit is saying, Disco Flamingo. I can't take anything you take seriously in this outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Ball swing everywhere. And those earrings are still front center. You're a crazy person just as a disco flamingo. I'm, I'm not going to believe a word I'm you say. But of course, Lila does believe because <laughs> I love the killer. Lila's the killer. Dun, dun, dun. What a twist. So Lila's the one killing everyone because her dad should be great or she should be great. Her dad should be great, and but I think it's also punishment for, for the success. dad. I think she might have killed the mom, perhaps. I'm like, I don't know. I was reading a lot into it. I just kind of like the twist, like he's not the great Montaro. I'm the great the Montaro. <laughs> I am. That's what she's gonna kill her dad, but no. And okay, okay, but this is no. She needs dad. her dad is uh-huh. just a prop who really oh, well, she's pulling his all the scenes behind. She's pulling all the strings behind the scenes, and so. Lila takes Lila takes Mickey to show her the box. She's like, oh, well, my dad has this weird box down in the basement. Why don't we go look at the, to the wine cellar that we have? Here, follow me down to the wine cellar. <laughs> <laughs> and Mickey... Dipped- oh, just a little bit farther, Montresor. Like, oh, I, I see the very clever reference you're trying to set me up for. Genius is like, not only do I have to just look at the box, I have to get inside the box like a complete fucking... <laughs> yeah. Let me get inside the Oh, box. is this it? Oh, wait, there's blood in here. It's That's nasty. You got to hose out your box after you're done, man. That's gross. <laughs> that's unsanitary, well, man. It's that's a- what the assistants are for. <laughs> but so then Lila locks her in. And then gives us a good villain oh, monologue. Oh, wait, 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 it's pretty good. Patrick will get this. One of Lila's first things is, I'm sorry, hon, I can't hear a word you're saying. And I thought of Urban <laughs> Legends with, with Rebecca Gayhart. And she gives... Okay, Maya, have you seen the movie Urban Legend? I haven't. At the end, we find out Rebecca Gayhart, the sweet little sorority girl, is the killer. Okay. And she gives... Bonkers. Bonkers. best performance. And... Like, no, like, like Happy like Death Day? High camp, oh, no. But without even, the comedy. It's like she's giving this like, brilliant camp performance. Oh, okay. She, that sounds she great. switches tones every five seconds. And one of the first things she says is, I'm sorry, hon. I can't hear, really hear a word you're saying the exact same way that they yeah. did in for this mediocre movie, but a great oh, ending. But, um, anyway, so we're back to this. <laughs> so we got Mickey in the uh, box. Now it's fun as a jack in the box. <laughs> Lots of crying. And it has a crystal on the top that starts to glow red. Yeah, there's a red crystal on top. And then we later learn that the crystal's (laughs) color has something to do with like charging cycle. (laughs) Yeah, like an airplane bathroom. Clink. Oh, but like you haven't been in an airplane bathroom that's caked in blood before. (laughs) (laughs) I flew Spirit Airlines. I know what goes on. (laughs) 
I'll take you a rodeo in my pussy. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. I'll explain to you. <laughs> the listeners are all like, thank you for that flashback, Patrick. <laughs> but so the Montero goes to do his shtick. And he has this amazing outfit on. He looks of the like bride. the last czar of Russia. <laughs> and that Pepto-Bismol pink <laughs> dress. With the, it's not even a pantsuit. Well, it's a pantsuit, but it's got a flap over the hoo-ha. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. She oh, looks that, like that, that, that She's like burning for its life. Girl. That is all polyester. <laughs> so non, non-flammable. I'll melt it. It'll be, it'll be good for everyone. Oh, because the big clue. This got me, Maya. You know what I hate? You know what I always like? Uh, you know what I really like, Maya? That every time you work in a theater, that you just know that it's a place that's completely free of any kind of like sawdust. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, the clue is we saw sawdust on her. She had sawdust on her suit. You ever been in a theater? The carpentry shop is right there. There are sawdust everywhere that your stage manager did not sweep. So the backstage maybe got swept. The stage got swept. Uh-huh. The rest of everything is like, uh-huh. like wow, filled. there's weird sawdust on, on in, in, uh, in, the, in Miranda's wig. And, and then there's the sawdust on the back of the mother of the bride. And they're like, well, there's sawdust in the doll that gets stabbed, but they in haven't the stabbed cellar. the doll Why? yet. Where else would we have seen sawdust? <laughs> in the wine cellar. <laughs> That's in this theater. I'm snorting. That's where the sawdust is. Because that makes sense. So stupid. Oh, we lost Trey. All right. This we'll keep talking. Maybe he knows what to do. Trey, Trey, come back. We haven't reviewed in a while. Maybe he doesn't know what to do. It was too much for him. He couldn't handle all the sawdust. Yeah, so they pulled the yeah, All right. So they're in the wine cellar. They're they're tra- tracking the sawdust to the wine cellar, and they find the death box, and they can't figure out how to open it. And uh, yeah. Ryan climbs up to the top, and he's trying to get the crystal out because yeah, somehow yeah. the crystal. Yeah, yeah. The Have they actually said the on the show box? at this point that the cursed items can't be destroyed or the cursed? I'm back, by the way. I, I, I my laptop died. Hi. Hi. I don't think so. That that. That's fine. Welcome back, Trey. We That's missed fine. you. Um, I don't think they've established out on the show because I, I don't. Yeah, I don't have think they've that. established on the show because this shouldn't have worked. Yeah, because he took the crystal off. It shouldn't have been able to come off. If you can't break them, mm. well, maybe that <laughs> maybe mm, maybe it was some kind of magic failsafe. Like you put the wrong person in the box. Maybe that was intentional. We like it. We I like a curse with an emergency release button. <laughs> a curse with an emergency exit. Oh no, that's my cat! No shit, damn it, Kitty! No, no, go in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knew you wanted yeah. to do the magic trick. Bart, get out of the dryer. Like, take up the whole box. So you can't get them out. Doing the Dino thing where they just dig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stretching out. So they manage to pry the crystal out. They get Roby out Not right as the light turns green. <laughs> yeah. Oh, green means go. No longer Acupado. <laughs> Vacant. Vacancy in the death box. And the great Montaro has just gotten into his stabby blood coffin up on stage. Uh, now that there is no longer a sacrifice in the box, 
Um, Lila pulls the lever, and then all nine knives come stabbing down into the Great Montaro, and like blood comes gushing out of his mouth. This was a really gory and she episode. Freaks the fuck yes. out. <laughs> yeah, she does. She goes for that Canadian Oscar, screaming. But luckily, there are two people from the insane asylum right there <laughs> to like guard her away. <laughs> Now the authorities well, are here. Oh, how are you okay. going to prosecute her for these murders? How are you going to explain it? Oh, I think we're just I mean, locking her up. I, I don't thought, think she's getting prosecuted. I mean, because normally it ends with the bad guy getting killed, and she should have been. She should somehow they should have, the box should have swung closed again and took her out or something. Up. No, when they took out the body, she said, I don't know, whatever. That would have required but, much cleaner writing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would have loved that, but I don't know how we would have gotten there. Yeah, because now all of a sudden, like, wow, it's too bad that Lala was insane oh. and everything. She was instantly yeah. went insane. That's and then they crazy. cut to, like, a silly sequence. Look at her dress. She's <laughs> out of her mind. <laughs> Look at this outfit. She's obviously not well. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to be on TV in that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Think of the children. Oh. God, the children, doggo, the children. Yeah. So yeah, that's the end. That's pretty much the end. That's the end. It's done. He's dead. We do, we do a cute little ending where Ryan tries to wear Jack's straight jacket. I guess a new one that didn't have a dead guy in it. <laughs> and he tries to escape out of it. <laughs> and then uh, Mickey and Jack leave him struggling to get out of it. They're like, let's go make yeah. some coffee. Let us know in an hour when you get out. Yep, with the stopwatch at 25 <laughs> seconds again. <laughs> <laughs> and it just has like a wah, wah, wah. Almost feels wah, wah. Uh-huh. I'm struggling to get out. But I got to say. How many say, people did we kill this episode? Four? Okay. Uh, Fatim. Fatim. Um, not Matt. Tommy. Not Jack. Not Jack. Yeah, Tommy. The, Tommy. Uh, uh, Miranda. B- 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 Miranda. And then Montaro. Montaro. Four. Montaro. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a high body count for this show so far. Yeah, that's right. There was no time to introduce all these characters. There's too many oh, people yeah, to kill. Yeah, it's like I I can't. You didn't give me time to care about them, so now I'm just like, oh, senseless death. Oh, well, talk about talk about the scene in front of that. They tried dead to make body. things yeah, more cool. complex, but they weren't able to handle it because it just was a confusing episode. <laughs> They just didn't have enough time to do this like mouse trap they set yeah. up. Yeah. But you had Or maybe if we hadn't spent so much time on prop work, <laughs> we could have done that. But better. you had great Mickey hair and the amazing earrings. The the earrings. The whole outfit was great. amazing. I'm gonna give it to the whole outfit. The earrings just yes. made the outfit perfect. And despite the awful pink outfit, I really liked uh Lila. Yeah. I think we had an, a strange and compelling lady villain. And her her monologuing was great, and that she had the really batshit look in her eye, and I was here for that. And Leslie Donaldson almost never gets to play, especially in her classic eighties. So she never gets to play the bad person; she's always the mm. victim. Really cool. Well, she's a girl in a horror movie. Your chances are you're going to wind <coughs> no, up a you, victim. You show your boobs and you but get stabbed. She that's, does, that's the, the, game. the thing is, Ly- uh, uh, Leslie Donaldson has a fantastic raunchy laugh. Mm. That she gets to use here. <laughs> She's like cackling yes. over Mickey in the box. It's this great raunchy it's villain. So the good. villain lap is raunchy. Well, and they almost had some like <laughs> she had an interesting backstory where she was on the road all the time with her dad, being magician's assistant, and her mom died, and her dad was mean to her. Who's got time for backstory. It was interesting. When did you? When she was that? talking to Mickey, she talks about when Mickey first goes to. Oh, you did say it was that. up to her to try and befriend her, and she talks about how she was. 
There was something weird about the second time they talked where like there wasn't a two shot with both of them in it. And it was like they shot it without the other one there. There was just no connection. And I just wrote, (laughs) this scene sucks. It was something was odd about it. I think I just stopped processing information. Maybe they filmed it separately, each actor separately. Yeah, maybe. But they could have had interest. Leslie's like, I've done my point. I've done my part. I'm I'm an Academy Award nominee in Canada. Yeah, I I shut up. I don't I don't want to help that. That singer lady. Um, I'm gonna be in my trailer. She gets the nice earrings. I'm sorry, those earrings. I can't. I can't do a scene with those I earrings. I can't act and look at those earrings no, at I the same time. If you I can't me. act. I'm pulling a page on a way. I'm sorry, I cannot act with your earrings. I can't sorry, wear this no. dress and act. This pantsuit, blazer. Oh, whatever that ensemble was. What a mess. Uh, so this was actually an interesting. No, episode. I like this one a lot. I like, like I said, there were twists to this. I did not see. I did not expect. Fatim to get killed right off the bat. I did Neither not did I. see. I did not get that. Uh, why can't Miranda was a man? Yep. And I did not guess I'm not that sure Lila that counts was a, as a twist. If we like didn't even have enough runway to know that character was going to come back later. I had, like I said, I had already focused on her because I was like thinking about her hair a lot. I'd spent so much time like I, when she was walking up and down the hallway delivering. You were invested she looked in like hair. A- I was invested in that wig. I'm like, look at how wide that hair is. I forgot about that trend where people just like, well, she put was their dressed hair like this big. It was totally yeah, and, the the top. Yep. and she was dressed like Stevie Nicks. Uh-huh. A big gypsy yeah. look. To hide her big penis. That's a magic trick. The amazing tuck. That's a hundred thousand dollar magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> That's your magician That's amazing name. Tuck, tuck everlasting. <laughs> Talk everlasting. Hey. <laughs> uh so that's the great Montaro. It was it was it was different. It was yeah. I feel like it was more ambitious. Yes. They were trying to get more done. I don't know if they oh, stuck no, the landing on all of it. It was like the people, it was like the people behind the scenes were like, We got magic to do just for you. We got poorly written games to play. <laughs> but it does feel like the show's starting to come together and like Mickey's hair, going undercover. Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Her character's yeah. con- getting more consistent from episode to episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Ryan's always been a pretty consistent one note. No incest. No, no incest. Wasn't. Yeah, the incest is yeah, way down. Happy. Yep. He's still and being I, like a, a we lovable We forgot idiot. to do this last time. We forgot to do this last time. I have my celebrity casting and alternate curse. They're one and the same. What is it? Is it Lila? Will be played by Gwyneth Paltrow? Mm, no. And the Houdan no. box. Okay. So and- the Houdan box. Um, see, what you do is you put in. Like someone no, like undesirable. Gwyneth Paltrow requires a lot more vocal fry than that. As someone who played I'm Gwyneth nice Paltrow man. in a video. <laughs> I can't really do Gwyneth Paltrow really that well, but it's just kind of, um, you take somebody so like, like a homeless person or someone who's like ugly or weird smelling and you put them in the box. And then when you pull the lever, it makes this perfect, it makes this perfect kale salad. It actually has a few too many calories, but we're going to have some collagen martinis later in the day. I know, day. but it's without the calories because it's magic. No. <laughs> and the best part is that you don't have to eat it. You just put it in your vagina. <laughs> that that is a curse patrick that's a curse yeah. um so my my alternate casting is the great montaro looked halfway between and help me i do not know the name of the man who plays emotep in the 1999 1999 classic 
the mummy. Arnold's Vosloo. Oh, Arnold's Vosloo. Um, but uh, yeah, the Great Montreal, like it. halfway between him and Alan Rickman. So <laughs> I think I, get I think I want Alan Rickman as the as the Great Montaro. <laughs> I want like the, really solid acting beard. instead of the nonsense we got. It's the chin beard. Man. Okay, my my casting is as Miranda. You have Alaska Thunderfuck from RuPaul's Drag Race. Because if you can have someone be in drag, have someone just camp it up and have fun with yeah. it. Then she needs dialogue. Hmm? Then she needs dialogue. Lines, right? get lines. Dialogue. She just had hoop. Well, I can imagine. Now she's wearing big hoop earrings and was passing the levitating. <laughs> well, I can see her with like a pink mustache put on as a assistant, just really camping it up, yelling at him. Mm. Mm. Snidely whiplash. Yep. You can't be. I should have been the great Vontero. I should have been the headliner. I should have been me. <laughs> And we never know who won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who won the contest? Oh, no. Okay, here's another thing. I guess I the asshole with the birds, with the pigeon. The pigeon you got is the only one left. <laughs> Rest in tuxedo. No, wait. Here's one thing. I, okay, this actually fits the whole Jack thing. So he has his friend who gets him into the thing. Well, pretty soon, him and the friend start sniping at each other, and the friend starts getting really pissy with them because Jack's not showing up. And there's like a lot of like sexual tension, unresolved issues going on. I'm angry and wearing a plaid suit. Mm-hmm. You should be, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that friendship seemed to go to hell real, real quick. Fast. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Yeah. You kind of realized why they broke up. Oh, yeah. I was never going to laugh. Because, because Jack's pendulum just didn't swing right no more. <laughs> and you know what they say. burning. Maybe see a doctor. You know, and it don't mean a thing. If it ain't got if it that ain't swing. Got that swing. <laughs> <laughs> How about Ryan was like, I was like, uh, when Jack was describing the the trick, and he's like, it just takes a lot of dexterity and timing. And Ryan's like, and you're also a lot younger than two, right? My mind went also going, you're probably a lot thinner. Right. right. Oh yeah, that's yep. gotta help you squiggle out of that that yep. straight jacket, or at least help with how long it takes for that rope to break. Ooh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah, extra tension. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not size shaming, but that's just what Ryan was thinking in my mind. Because Ryan's a dipshit. Yes. Because Ryan's a dick. Yeah. Were you this fat when you did it this time? <laughs> <laughs> I never could do this trick anymore, fatty. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? Why don't you do the trick? <laughs> well, Maya's already got to jump on us for next week or for next yeah, episode. Yeah, I have some opinions about next episode, but I'll, I'll rewatch it before we get to it. Oh, yeah. The next episode is, coming up is Dr. Jack. About a cursed scalpel that, of course, belonged to Jack the Ripper. Jack Plants. <laughs> <laughs> The killer starts turning into Quincy. Oh, no, no. That's, Jack that's, Klugman. Not... <laughs> that's even better. Y'all. It, but it's a scalpel that was used by a guy who played a medical examiner on TV, but wasn't one in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's a medical mystery next time. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. Hey, happy Friday the 13th, everyone. Thank you for joining me. It was fun. Good time. Would have been more fun yesterday. 
Nah, this is good. I made no, a mistake. No, Mistakes were made. Fine. Actually, it was perfect because my laptop, it took like 30 minutes to update. So It wasn't in the cards. It wasn't. Was it in the cards? Wasn't in the cards. Nope. Didn't want to be stabbed That's by a nine of swords. Nine of, nine of swords. All right. So before we go, everybody, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Patreons, for your continued support. And uh, before we go, we got one thing to say to the universe. Damn, Damn you, Uncle Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed your trip to my very curious curio shop, my beautiful, beautiful screamers. And once again, thank you. Thank you to my gorgeously fabulous co-host, Mr. Trey Dean and Miss Maya Murphy. And if you like, go check out Miss Maya Murphy and her show on Amazon right now. It's on Amazon Prime called 20th Century Demon Hunter. It's super cool. And so is Maya. So go check her out over there. And but what about Trey? What do you want? What, what do you what you well, Trey's not in anything, and I can't really promote anything that Trey does because Trey's just Trey. Trey's just like the cool guy from Texas who keeps things sane. He's our anchor on the show. He keeps Maya and I from spinning off into the stratosphere. But I thought I'd let you in on a little secret. Okay, on Squadcast, where we do our remote recordings for Damn You, Uncle Lewis, we have a video option. We watch each other on camera while we record. The, the camera never records, but it's just a way for us to connect, and you can hear that in our voices, which is really cool. But the thing is, week after week after week after week, every episode, every time Trey shows up, he spends the whole time in this pose where he's laying on his belly with his feet over the back of his head, and it, it, his head resting in his chin, like he's in a 1950s ad for a slumber party for girls. And we make fun of him every week. So I just want you to picture him in a little nightgown with, with, his, with his feet over his head. Not like that. Not, not that way. The other way. He's on his stomach with his feet. <laughs> Never mind. That's just Trey. It's very funny. We love Trey. And it's funny because, like I said, he's the anchor that keeps us grounded. But then he's posed like that. And we're just like, we can't. How can we not make fun of you, Trey? So here we are doing it in a public forum. But hey, if you liked what you heard, you should become a patron. Because you're getting that every month. Every month we do another episode of... Damn you, Uncle Lewis, then tackle the next episode in the series of Friday the 13th, the series, because you know what? Every month has a 13th in it, right? Every month has a 13th day in it, right? Why not make it spectacular? By becoming a patron at, at www.patreon.com slash screamqueens. And of course, that's queens with a Z. And since I just brought them up, a huge thank you to Squadcast. Thank you, Squadcast. It's really funny now. This whole confinement thing, when you see like major TV shows and other big podcasts, like the big podcasts don't know how to do this. Like I'm listening to these major well-funded podcasts who don't know how to do this shit remotely. And even like TV shows, they don't know what they're doing. You know what? They don't have Squadcast. If they had Squadcast, they would sound fantastic, but they don't. They don't. Who does? Me. Who should? You. If you're a podcaster, sure. Squadcast promotes itself as remote recordings for professional podcasts and you might say oh well, i'm not really a professional podcaster it's more of a hobby you know what i'm gonna take a cue from the barbazon modeling school if you're old like me from the 70s you no know, barbazon modeling school where you could be a model or just look like one with squadcast you could be a professional podcaster or just sound like one the choice is up to you and you get a nice little free trial if you use the link in your show notes 
my little affiliate link down there, that which is bit.ly slash squad queens. And of course, that's queens with a Z because it's my affiliate link. Tell them I sent you. That's important. And of course, another huge thank you for the people I cannot be doing this at all without. Captivate FM. They are the disc of dancing roller boogie ninja god tech warriors of the podcasting world. They make putting up a podcast so darn easy. They have fantastic customer service. Everyone's over there. Sweet is a sweetheart. And every week they're coming out with a new feature that makes Captivate FM better and better and better. It is the cool place to be. And again, you get a seven-day trial if you go over there. Use the link in the show notes for Captivate FM. You can be a disco dancing, roller boogie ninja Jedi warrior, whatever the hell I said. You can do that too. You can be that too. You can be a professional podcaster, squadcast. You can be a Jedi, whatever I said. You know what I said? It's cool. It's all really cool. Now, I think I mentioned previously that due to what's going on and my proximity to it, I'm finding it very difficult to get any enjoyment out of horror movies lately. Patrick, that's your job. I know. I know. I'm kind of in that same hole I was in after the... Not that hole. Come on. The same... Really? Get your mind out of the gutter. Work with me here. (laughs) I'm in the same hole that I was in after the 2016 elections. After that debacle. And I just got stuck watching the Great British Bake Off for ages. Because nothing bad happened there. It was all really polite. The worst thing that could happen was a soggy bottom. And really, that's not so bad. You know, (laughs) If it's the right kind of soggy and it's the right kind of bottom, it's really not that bad. But anyway... Like really, the dark nihilistic stuff, or really, I can't, I can't watch it. I, I don't, not getting any enjoyment. I can't focus on it. I don't like it. Uh, I'm getting comfort out of old stuff, like old favorites and stuff. So, I am going to ask you for suggestions. If you got something that's not gonna like want to make me throw myself out my window, or or if you think something like horror comedy would be cool, if you got suggestions, lay them on me. Things that might even like teeter on genre, you know, maybe a little bit out of the genre. You know, like mysteries and stuff. Let me know. Let me know because I am dying for suggestions because I, I want to stay on topic with you guys. But because it would be really easy for me to go dancing off into the stratosphere and do whatever the hell I want. But I don't think you're really going to be interested in a lot of the movies. <laughs> Scream Queens presents Anti Mame. No, that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, it might. Who knows? Rosalind Russell's a gay icon. That was a bad example. But you know what I mean. I'm trying to stay on topic. Please help me stay on topic. Can you, you can do that. Okay. Normally, I'd give up my email here, but I haven't been checking my email at all. Be, at all? At all? I haven't been checking my. I haven't been checking my email at all because my email is the most depressing place in the face of the planet, and now I'm like four weeks behind on it. I just don't want to look at it. So the best place to find me is on social media. So if you want to find me on Facebook and watch my Facebook Live videos. You should go over there and do a search on Scream Queens where horror gets gay and join that page. Or you can find me on Twitter at Scream Queens or on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast or become a patron at patreon.com slash Scream Queens. Yay. Hold on. We're not done yet. Before we wrap up, it came up in conversation with somebody on the internet. Like, Patrick, don't you think you should be devoting more time about to your show about raising awareness about COVID nineteen and and finding providing a place for people to you know get more information. I'm not no. I've talked about this with you. I'm not a doctor. I am not working with the government. No. That's how misinformation gets spread. And I 
need a break. Believe me. Like I said, I'm in the epicenter of the epicenter. I cannot possibly be more aware of COVID-19. It is literally scratching at my apartment door right now. There have been three deaths in my building in the past week. And this ain't a big high rise either. This is a small, maybe 20 apartment building. So that's a really high number. I'm very well aware of it. If I'm going through this amount of overload, you're probably there as well. That much said, I do feel the need to at least address it a bit because um, I'm not going to get into specifics, things like this. It's just my observations on what's going on right now. My Facebook feed reads like an obituary column. For a while there, it was people that like early on, I knew it was a lot of friends that passed away. But now I'm starting to hear from more and more people that their parents have passed away or, or, or up, that a parent has passed away or some other relative or a loved one every day, many, many times. And the other part of my Facebook and Twitter feeds is all people complaining about how bored they are. And part of me wishes I had that luxury to be that bored. And I get angry. But I understand it hasn't hit you yet. Not yet. And I hope it doesn't. Not this hard. But if and when it does... I'm going to be here trying to keep your spirits up. That is my contribution to this. I might be bumming you out right now, but I'm going to be here to keep you up. And my speaking words are failing me. Please excuse what I'm about to do. But I don't know how to communicate this any other way except through a show tune. No, I'm not going to start singing. You don't have to panic. Although I did think about it, but I'm choosing not to. Mainly because I'd get sued and I just, that's the last thing any of us need right now. You know, copyright infringement, whatever. But in the mid-90s, a show opened off Broadway called When Pigs Fly. It's a gay little musical comedy romp, a sketch comedy. It is one of the most delightfully funny pieces I've ever seen. It's just two and a half hours of sheer joy. It's all hilarious, but the costumes are just incredibly funny. The guy who wrote it, Howard Crabtree, also wrote the music and the script and did all these costumes. And it is this absolute explosion of delight. And Howard Crabtree was dying of AIDS when he wrote it. Yet somehow managed to make this piece that was nothing but joy. His last gift to the world was this. Why are you bringing this up? Howard Crabtree died of AIDS. Yeah, he did. It didn't save him. But in this show is a song called Laughing Matters. It's the one more somber point in the whole piece. Just a list of all the horrible things that are going on. How um, you know, the news is going to drive you crazy. And bad guys are winning. People keep getting sick and dying. Justice goes to those who pay. And just as the world is taking a few steps closer to being a more peaceful place, all of a sudden, psh, that shattered. And it went away. And none of those things are laughing matters. 
and how the truth is absolutely terrifying. As he says, the truth is scarier by far than anything that Stephen King could write. And opening the newspaper is just a nightmare. But he also said that now how to keep your head when the world is crumbling all around you is keep your humor. Because in times like these, laughing matters most of all. And that's why I'm going to continue to do this. If I can sit here in the fucking epicenter of the epicenter of a fucking global pandemic and still want to make you laugh, that's my final girl survival tool. Now, now I want you all to keep yourself safe. And you're going to do this by picturing this as a horror movie, okay? Like I see all of you like, oh, watching, oh I'm watching another quarantine kind of movie. Oh, I'm watching this, you know, Contagion. I'm watching Wreck. I'm watching this. And it's all very funny to you. If I was watching you in a horror movie right now, I'd be going, no, 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 no. I'm just going to run to the market. I'm not going to wear a mask. No, 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 no. If you're going to do anything that makes me point at the screen that I'm watching you on and go, no, 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 don't do it. You know how you're watching a horror movie and you're yelling at the screen? Don't be that dumb person on the screen. Dr. Fauci has laid out the rules of how to survive this thing, how best to get through this. Listen to Dr. Fauci. Did Dr. Fauci say you should do that? Then don't do it. You know, I'm not saying like box yourself up in your room. Do what you need to do. Go to the store when you need to, whatever. But take the precautions you need to take. Don't make me point at the screen and go, no, 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 you dumb bitch at you. Because you're not dumb. You're fucking fabulous. And I want you around for much longer. You're dying stupid in some stupid ass plague. You know? So don't do that. I'm rambling. And I'm getting angry. And I'm not angry at you. I'm just angry. And I want to be laughing with you. So I'm going to shut up. So next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, we're going to have two new guests. Matt Knife and Cubby McGillicuddy. They are queer burlesque performers who are also horror fans. They're, they do horror burlesque. They queer horror burlesque. That's a lot. Queer horror burlesque. If I say horror burlesque, it sounds like horrible burlesque. No. Okay. You know what I'm saying. They're doing burlesque. They're doing burlesque that's, that's queer and it's horror-based. They're going to be here, and we're going to be talking about the movie Witchboard, uh, the 1980s Ouija board movie starring Tawny Katane. Yeah, we're having a nice 80s flashback, a nice little comfortable movie that I've already seen, so there's no surprises, so I know who dies and who lives, so I don't get surprised or depressed by anything. That's the kind of thing I need right now, so that's what we're doing. If you want to play along at home, that movie is playing on YouTube. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a saner place. Okay, and you're going to do that by following the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Or hunker, if you would. Survive the night. There's a hell of a lot more to go. Got to get through this one first. And most importantly, make it to the final real baby. Stay the fuck home. Wash your fucking hands. Chill the fuck out. And don't forget for a fucking minute how much I love you. Music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Bitches!
Ew.